you are officially listening to our very first recording of So Far So Good, which is a conversational podcast between two 20-something-year-olds talking about life, school, a little bit of love, and everything in between. This is our first episode and our first go at a podcast, so we'd like to give a huge shout-out to the CFRC for making it possible. For those of you who don't know, the CFRC is a major radio broadcasting network that listeners from over 60 countries tune into every single day. All right, so I think we're just going to dive right in. So something you should probably know is uh, that we're going to keep this podcast anonymous. I'm A and... I'm R. Our nicknames that we don't normally call each other, but... Yeah. We're trying it out for the podcast. I'm sure there'll be a few slip-ups, but you won't hear it. We'll edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) Post-production. So we're going to stay anonymous. We have a few reasons why we want to do this. So basically, we are just kind of (laughs) scared because we kind of haven't really told very many people that we're doing this podcast, just basically like our friends and family. And we want to be as honest as possible. We're going to be sharing some personal stories, a lot of our thoughts and opinions. So we thought it would be easier for us to open up on air and for you to maybe find us more relatable if you don't fully know who we are. Totally. And I think that over time, there's certain things that you guys might be able to figure out about us, like what school we go to, maybe a little bit from like where we're from, but we'll definitely give like general information about ourselves so we're Mm -hmm. really excited and we hope that you guys are excited too should we get into our very first episode yeah so today we're just going to be talking about r and i are best friends but we i feel like we're going to get to know each other a lot more after this episode Mm -hmm. which i'm excited about well also when you think about it you never ask these specific questions to your friends you know like it's just you learn things about them just through living like going through life with and them but you never ask oh what's your favorite color what's your favorite cake flavor yours is blue yeah yours is pink also blue not pink great (laughs) to a good start okay first question why did we want to start a podcast great question so basically i started getting into podcasts like a little bit over a year ago and i don't know i just started listening to them frequently especially like on my walk to and from school the millennial Um, movement yeah i mean they've become so popular in the past like two to three years and I just find them really entertaining. And then I was like, you know what? I would love to start a podcast. I don't know how I would. I don't have the equipment for that. I didn't think I had the time to do it either. But I mean, not sure if we do still. Right. However, I have a love-hate relationship with podcasts. I, I have a few that I really enjoy listening to. But honestly, a lot of podcasts I've tried, I get very impatient. And well, a lot of them are really long. They are. We're still figuring out what the length of each episode with our podcast is going to be. But I really like listening to a couple of them but sometimes I struggle to listen just because I'm impatient and even with YouTube videos I'll speed them up to 1.5 1.75 just because I like to get information quickly and I start find myself getting bored it's kind of genius when you first told me that I was like you're insane it makes it stressful (laughs) to watch videos and I feel like along with a lot of other people like to like Mm -hmm. peruse on my phone when I'm watching Netflix or like watching a, a YouTube video but when it's sped up and I've tried it before it's good for like sit down talking videos I think but I don't really watch those anyway so like that's fair but it's definitely a useful tool but you know YouTube's supposed to be like where you chill and relax right I just find myself losing interest which is maybe something I need to work on no it's totally fair especially like when people have like 16 minute videos and they're all Mm -hmm. sit down talking it's a lot for sure so yeah we 
always joked around about our late night conversations and how they'd make for amazing podcast content. And then we found this opportunity. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit. Just talk about your favorite podcasts and like which ones you like and why. The number one podcast I recommend to everyone is called Don't Blame Me. It it stars Megan Ranks, who started on YouTube, has, you know, dabbled in acting, dabbled in writing, dabbled in all that stuff that content creators do. But she uh, runs an advice podcast where she receives phone calls and voicemails from people just asking for advice. And her tagline is Don't Blame Me because she'll dole out the advice and tell you what she thinks. But obviously will also say, mm-hmm. I am not a licensed therapist or a counselor, so don't blame me. I find it interesting that you like that podcast because I tried to listen to one episode and I just really didn't enjoy it at Mm -hmm. all and I didn't think you would either I mean she definitely shows her personality a lot more I think on the podcast versus I don't know when she you said she used to make YouTube videos like so long ago I'm sure her personality is really different between now and then but I don't know. I tried to listen to an episode. It was with Sasha. I don't know her last name. Peters. Such a P. Yeah, Peters. from Pretty Little Liars. And I just, I honestly didn't really enjoy it. I found it kind of boring. But a lot of a lot of her episodes, she has a lot of guests on her show. Every episode yeah. is with a guest, so it really comes down to her chemistry with that guest. And sometimes they're very wholesome relationships mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily talk about the raunchiest of things. But the, one of the reasons I really like it is because she's so honest, like brutally honest. Oh, okay, she will... maybe I just didn't pick up on that because I appreciate yeah brutal honesty. <laughs> very true yeah and she's not afraid to talk about her own experiences whether that has to do with uh, her struggles with mental illness mental health or um her very intimate personal details from her life she's very open and talking about that which i like i like listening to that mm-hmm. what about you um i've recently gotten really into the morning toast which i like for a couple honestly a lot of reasons the first of which being that it's every day for the most part they're not mm-hmm. making episodes like right now as we speak i think they're on vacation it's two sisters and then but they're two out of four so like there's four sisters which is so cute because I, you know, I have two sisters. I'm one of three girls in my family. Yeah, so it's two of them talking. They're, like, in their mid-20s, and that they're both married. One of them's, like, 24, and I don't know how old the other one is, but they're both married. So this day and age, I think that's pretty young to be married, which is pretty cool. And their youngest sister is always, like, there on the side, kind of contributing, but she, Mm -hmm. I don't know what she does with them, to be honest. But, yeah, she is also part of it, and then they have another sister. I think it's really cute that it's the four sisters, um, but only, like, mainly two of them are on the podcast. Regardless, I love their dynamic they also talk really fast so it's really engaging and one of them um her instagram handles girl Girl with no job i don't know if you've ever seen her page but she has like well over three million followers i think and she's just really funny and also honest and they're not afraid to say what's on their mind Mm -hmm. but also apologize if they're wrong like for example when nick vile vial was the bachelor he was you know not well liked at all and on the morning toast they talked about how they really didn't like him and then they had him on the show last week I think and they retracted their statements they were like I'm sorry but in a jokingly like lighthearted <laughs> manner they were like we're really sorry we bashed you on our show clearly you're not actually a bad guy so I like it because they're honest but also within reason and they're not hurtful towards people right that's important yeah and it's a long podcast which I like long podcasts as long right. as like they talk fast and they're able to keep us engaged and they also cover five news stories every episode whether it's like pop culture business politics that kind of stuff so I think that's interesting about it as well yeah I really want to get into more news podcasts because if I'm spending time on podcasts as it is, I might as well be learning about things that are happening in the world. That's cool. Totally. 
Um, I mean, you could do what I do and just check out Daily Mail on Snapchat. Ari is obsessed every with the Daily Mail. She does morning. it every single morning. I really, I like it for pop culture. It does have like some political news, but mainly it's pop culture based. And also, I don't think it has the greatest merit out mm-hmm. of, you know, news sources. Anyways, um, how did we become friends? So we met in first year. We're in university. So we were general science kids back then. Now we have different majors, but we met in a biology lab. I had a friend who knew R through um, orientation week and introduced me to R just before our lab started. And we we ended up being in the same lab group. Little did I know that would turn into her being one of my roommates, which is wild. But we were in the same lab group. We got along fine. And what was then, your first impression of me? We've talked about this before, but let's just rehash it. My first this. impression of you, I thought you were nice enough. I really didn't have much of an impression on you. You did Some people that I'm very close friends with, I initially tend to not like them mm-hmm. because they're big personalities. I think, I think that's a lot of people in general. First impressions are not always right. Yes, but... But with you, I felt so neutral about you. I was like, okay, this is a girl in my lab group. She seems fine. I hopefully I'll get an eight in this lab. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. What about you? I also did not think anything <laughs> <laughs> of you. I literally, like, I don't remember. I honestly, you know what? In first year, you're meeting everyone and like everyone is looking for that their group of friends, like their people for the next four years. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I had met so many new people that I was like, okay, this is just another new person that I met. Yeah. It's hard to know, like, like, be able to tell, okay, I'm going to stay friends with this person for the next four years, or I'm going to get along with this person. So it's so saturated. Yeah. First year was definitely a lot. And we'll definitely dedicate a whole episode to I think that would be a great episode, especially if we have any first year listeners. Yeah. Able to relate for sure. Agreed. Um, Okay. Let's, oh, also, maybe we should just mention I'm in third year life sciences. I'm a third year biology major. Yeah. So we're both in third year and we're both in sciences. Uh, which who knows if that was the right program to go into. Also, another episode to talk about. <laughs> um, okay, so a little bit about ourselves, I guess, in terms of like family dynamic. So I have a younger brother, and I'm there's only the two of us, so I'm the oldest kid. And we have a six-year age difference, which definitely meant that I was babysitting for a lot of mm-hmm. my adolescent years. Did your parents purposely wait six years to have a kid? Uh, they didn't intentionally wait six years, but there were there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I lives. used to get sick all the time. I was such a sick little child. Me too. Basically, I had really bad. Did I ever have you ever told you this? I had yeah. really bad asthma as a kid. <laughs> I also had asthma. Yeah, um, maybe it's common in kids. Maybe it is. Uh, I know that for me, it was exacerbated because I lived in a desert, mm-hmm. not a literal desert, but around desert mm-hmm. for many years when I was younger, and I was allergic to dust. It was oh, I super yeah. ironic. Now, now yeah. it's ironic. I was but also allergic to dust. Really? Yeah. So are my sisters. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So I have two sisters, one older, one younger. So I'm the middle child, and we're all two years apart but like specifically 18 months apart if you want to get into the nitty-gritty details. <laughs> was that planned? No. I don't think it was planned or unplanned. I think they just let it happen when it right. happened. My younger sister was a surprise though. Mm-hmm. My dad did not know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a surprise, but you know, obviously the best surprise because my sisters and I are all best friends. So right. it's really And nice. your sister goes to the sa- your younger sister goes to the same school as yep, you. she does. Which is... She's in first year and in business and it's such she's having such a different experience than I had in first year as a science student which I think is also really interesting yeah for sure 
All right. Uh, you know what? Let's let's start off light. What's been your favorite memory at university so far? Okay, I have a very distinct one, and I honestly can't remember whether you were a part of this or not, okay. but I feel like you were. So there was this one time that I don't know if this is how it works at all universities, but when you want to be a part of any club at our school, you have to submit an application, usually go through an interview. It's um, a bit of a tedious process compared to high school, where you could just show up at a meeting and say, "Hi, I want to be a part of this." I know it's very interesting. It is, isn't it? So um, a few of my friends and I were trying to apply for this one position and we were very close to the application deadline and most of us had our applications done. One of us hadn't. Um, Do I know the story? Yes, I think so. One of us hadn't had our application done. It was due at 4 p.m. We had just had class from 2.30 to 3.30, so she had 30 minutes to just do it all. And we were sitting at a table in a building on campus. It was a bit of an open space where we could chat more. So we're sharing the table with another person, and we were all just telling, you know, saying, okay, you can do this. Just get it done. You're trying your best. It doesn't matter if you don't get it. You have enough time to write it out. Like, we believe in you. This was second year. This was in second year. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes, so we were just you know making sure she gets it done and once she submitted it we were all like so excited and we went oh my gosh yay you got it done we're so proud of you blah blah blah." and we you know we're about to leave when this one girl that was sitting at our table that we didn't know um just kind of interjected and she said hey so don't mind my eavesdropping but I just want to say that you are such a supportive group of friends like I haven't seen this in such a long time on campus and it just makes me so happy to see you supporting each other and being there for one another and just being did, so did wholesome. Did you recognize, the, have you seen her since then, that girl that complimented you guys? Honestly, I don't even know what she looks like. I don't remember. But she said that and I didn't think much of it at the time. I was like, oh, this is so sweet. What a cute moment. And then at the end of the year, one of my friends asked me, what was your favorite memory of this year? And I realized that that was probably it. That's so cute. It was a cute moment. Yeah, you definitely told me that story, but I've definitely forgotten it. I have, I have bad... <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) It's hard to keep our engaged for one thing in a story. You have to make your stories very short, which I struggle with because I like the tiny details. And then she doesn't remember. So sometimes I can get away with lying to you because I'll just say, I already told you this. And you'll go, no, you didn't. And I'll be like, yes, I did. And you'll, you know, buy it because you forget everything. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite memory? I think my favorite memory. See, these questions are hard because you don't want to forget an amazing memory that you had but also True. there's so many memories to think of that it's hard to pinpoint one yeah but honestly when I was I think it's just a feeling that I remember having when mm-hmm. I was in first year and we finished our last exam I was so happy and mm-hmm. relieved that finally you know it was done and everyone finished like for the most part at the same time in first year because we were all just in general sciences and didn't really have room for electives so we all took the same course hence we were all done at the same time because we all had the same exam schedule and all all my friends and I were done and it was so fun and exciting. And then we went to the pier. Um, You were there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we went to the pier. Prior to that, our nap. Oh, yeah, she yeah, took yeah. A long I took a long nap <laughs> in your dorm. Nap. Um, but <laughs> eventually, like, I remember as the sun was setting, I just went to the pier with a bunch of my friends, A included, and we took pictures, and it was just a very calm, peaceful yeah. feeling, and the pier is beautiful, it outlooks the water, that's something that's, like, amazing yes. about our school is that we're, like, basically right beside a lake, mm-hmm. um, and it's just so, so beautiful when it's warm outside, and yes. we finished school around April, so it's spring, and, you know, the weather's generally pretty nice, so that was just, it was just a feeling of, like, wholeness and completeness, and peace because I didn't have to go back and study that's like truly so sad is when you 
write an exam and you have to go to the library that same day <laughs> to study again. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Do you have a song that reminds you oh. of a very distinct memory? Um, I actually do, surprisingly enough, and I can think of it really quickly. Um, it was when I was, I think it was in grade eight, and I went to Club Med um, in Puchicana, and I just had the most fun vacation that I had had, like, up until that point in my life. Um, I met some really, like, just cool people that were also my age. It's mm-hmm. a famous resort, so there are a lot of people there that were my age, and I met um, so a cute. lot of people that were from the same hometown, I guess, as me, and there was one guy specifically who I just fell in love with for that <laughs> week, and that's, like, honestly a whole nother episode <laughs> that I could just, we could just talk about crushes and, you know, our love lives, I guess, and dating and that kind of stuff. So it was just an amazing week, and I had such a great time in the sun, and honestly didn't even see my parents very much that week. It was just spending time with friends it felt like I went on vacation with my friends but I mm-hmm. also just met them at the same time at age 12 well, so cute eight, I think somewhere in between yeah yeah and then I got on the plane and I remember listening to the song I think it's called see beneath you're beautiful by labyrinth have you heard of that song does it sound familiar Lab- I know labyrinth yeah. and it didn't really have anything to do with the week I just mm-hmm. listened to that song for the first time on the plane ride and I just thought it was a really beautiful song for that summer after I went to Puchicana I was like obsessed with that song so that definitely is one song that has very distinct memories associated with that it. is so cute what about you? I've moved. I've done one big move in my life, but I switched schools around a lot when I was younger just because of timing mm-hmm. and we moved within the city also. But when I was younger, I didn't have like a core group of friends that I've stayed friends with for. Mm-hmm. Which is fair because you moved around. Yeah. It's not something that made me very sad, but it was definitely something I noticed. Yeah. The fact that I was making new friends every time, which is fine. It's a part of life. In middle school is when I made really good friends that I'm still really good friends with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I. Or I just had a three-hour conversation with one of them the other night. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I'm so grateful for. I love my people, but my people. But we became really close in middle school. Like, that's where we met. And we'd have, you know, middle school dances that were so much raunchier than what I live they should be. I middle school dances. Right? They were such a good time because you're still really innocent. Like, you think you know things. You don't. You know nothing. But Jon Snow. We love Game of Thrones. Yeah. So we lived for those middle school dances. And this one song, Dynamite. My Tayo oh Cruz. Oh my gosh. Such a classic. I mean, there's like maybe it's still five. A classic. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and then Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. That was not one of my favorites, but definitely... Oh my gosh, it totally was for me. Definitely a middle school dance, essential. My very first crush mm-hmm. um, <laughs> danced to that song in front of me. I'll, that's later in this podcast episode. Okay. Yeah. So our last middle school dance ever, we were getting cake because it was like grade eight. And oh, they were fun. like, yeah, and they were telling us to go by class section to the cafeteria to have cake. But we could still hear the music playing. When I was being given cake, Tayo Cruz's Dynamite came on. And I remember stuffing my face full of cake. Like, I'm pretty sure. I still had icing on my mouth. You ran back into the gym and uh, literally broke it down. I was... Broke it down? Have you not heard that phrase before? Broke it down? Yeah. No, broke it down. No, broke it down. Break it down? (laughs) (laughs) What? I've never heard that before. (laughs) Maybe that's just the, um, never mind. Yeah, broke it down. And it was so good. And every time I listen to that song now, I think about cake, Mm -hmm. which is a good feeling. That is a good feeling. That's actually really good. A really good one. (laughs) Thank you. What's one thing you'll never do again? That's hard. I know. I will never. Oh my gosh. This is, you're going to laugh. I will never do a side ponytail again. I used to be. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm 
was younger yeah. in elementary school, I I was known for the side pony, that was and that was so my thing. For you, no, Actually, it was so I was in. really cute. No, you know, what was really in when you it was a high side ponytail. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. So in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that remember was all my, thing. my teammates would wear it, and I was like, yeah, but I was not an athlete. Like, it, I it didn't really add up to who I am, yeah. what I was like. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I will never do a side pony ever again. That was, never say never. That was that was that was quite a time in my life. Yeah, actually, I didn't know what I was gonna answer. What my answer was gonna be to this, but now that you've said that, when I was in grade like nine or ten, I went through an extremely preppy phase, mm-hmm. and I remember. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I might do this again, but looking back, I cringe. The movie Endless Love had come out, or like was being advertised, and the girl, the main character in it, it oh first of all, it was such goodness. a bad movie. Have you watched it? It yeah. was such a bad movie. But the main character is like, oh my gosh, she's literally so beautiful, and she had her. She did this hairstyle where she like had two braids at near like the front of her hair, and uh-huh. I did that for one of my semi formals. I I honestly would do it again if I was on like a beachy setting and you know my hair was like wavy right it was that kind of vibe in that environment but looking back I'm like oh my goodness and I used to always do two braids at the front of my head and then tie them back yeah um been there that was also interesting an interesting moment in my life so that's something I will I'll do it but you know right time and right place for sure yeah for you I would say never say never yeah but what else do we have who was your first crush okay I I couldn't remember his we were talking about this last night as well I couldn't remember his name I think it's Nolan Mm -hmm. maybe Noel okay we were in grade two Mm -hmm. he uh was really shy sat behind me in my homeroom class Mm -hmm. and we he he was friendly with me but didn't talk to a lot of other people Mm -hmm. and he was just so cute and I remember drawing on his notebook and he was like really pale really pale to the point where like he was teased about it not in a mean way and for some reason I associated that with being old I used to call him a grandpa that's so weird really weird but it was great to me flirting so I used to turn around and draw a little grandpa on his notebook and then what does a grandpa look like like just a face with fuzzy hair on the sides not something on the crown nothing on the crown but like funny yeah and then I draw a little cane beside the stick Uh figure and he would be like you're so mean and then he'd pretend to go over to go to the front of the class to talk to to our class teacher Mm -hmm. and then he'd come back stop at my desk and draw a little grandma on my notebook oh my god and it was just a good time so funny don't know what happened to him I think he left my school in grade three because I don't remember him after that. Maybe you just moved on. Maybe I did. How about you? My first crush was a kid named Brandon. Honestly, looking back, I had had so many crushes, but I remember in grade one, my teacher was like walking by and we had arranged seating, like tables, and my teacher had walked by and he was like, like, he said my name. He was like, I have a crush on you or or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. And then I think I was like, ew, that's gross. That's so um Because in grade one, I was like, I need to get into Harvard. Like, mm-hmm. that is my only – I need to focus on I that right now. I'm six years old. Yeah, and then I moved on to another guy and then another guy and then another guy. But I remember at one point, we had, like, kiss and ride. Mm-hmm. And did you guys have that where, like, it's basically just you get – you dropped off from yeah. your – Yeah. So there's a lineup of drop-off. And um, I, like, didn't have a crush on him at the time, but his family used to drive this huge Hummer. Do you remember uh-huh. Hummers? And it was, like – I love a good Hummer. Oh, my gosh. It was massive. Mm-hmm. And he had two sisters, one older, one younger. And and he was a male child as well. And then he had also a younger brother who we used to call Jake T. Austin because he looked like him. He was like literally three. But I remember one time he was getting out of the car and his siblings all got out of the car and then a Taco Bell cup fell out of the car as they were getting out of the car. And my friend that was staying next to me, she was uh-huh. like, I'd do anything to be that cup. And oh. I was like, what do you even mean? By-? And at that point, I, was, I like didn't really have a crush on Brandon anymore. Uh-huh. But I was like, what do you even mean by that? Everyone thought he was like so cute. And yeah, also I have a type. He was, I think he was Chilean. 
Korean. Mm-hmm. And so he had tan skin, brown hair, brown eyes. And I've always been into that look. Like, mm-hmm. to this day, all the guys that I think are really attractive have that exact same look. And it's just funny that I adopted that from a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's so cute. I know. And I a while ago, I looked him up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And... He's, like, really cute. I I don't know what he's doing with his life, but he's Mm -hmm. still really cute, really attractive. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep, yep. Get on that. Um, okay. Do you have a favorite book? No. No? I don't. Really? I, yeah. There's some books that I'll always go back to read, but Mm -hmm. I don't have a favorite. I know you do. Yeah. I have, like, silly favorite and then an an actual favorite. My silly favorite is (laughs) Wait For You. It is truly, that is the, (laughs) when I first started reading YA books Mm -hmm. that were about romance and that kind of stuff, it was, like, middle of high school and they, for the most part, were end of high school or college slash university characters. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how all the characters were. And so I was, like, it got me really excited about, you know, the future and, I'm like finding a boyfriend and being in a relationship but that book I don't know there's something about it that I love so much Mm -hmm. and I love the characters and I even read books that weren't a continuation of those specific characters but their friends had books written about them that same universe yeah and so I just would read it to read about Cam and Avery because (laughs) I love them and to this day I haven't read the book in a while but every time I read it there's like new things that I realized that I didn't realize since like last time I had read the book but my actual book that has substance is probably Peony and Love Mm -hmm. I think it's written by Lisa C. I think that's the author, but um, she's most well known for her book Snowflower and the Secret Fan. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It was made into a movie. Both are set, I think, in ancient China. Okay. And I'm not Chinese, but Chinese I find history, ancient yeah. Chinese history just really interesting, especially foot binding. I find that so just the the fact yeah. that it was considered a symbol of beauty and even like a status symbol mm-hmm. is just astounding to me. I think it's so interesting to read about. But Peony yeah. and Love, it and does, obviously that's not a practice anymore. But small feet are still considered dainty and idealized. Yeah, but is, like not to the extent. No, they're not. But yeah. That's carried on. It's still impacted yeah. but life today. Anyways, I loved that book because it talked about ancient Chinese history, but also about love. And I really like the main character. That is really one of my favorite mm-hmm. books. Um, I mean, you love Harry Potter. I do. I'll yeah. always, I'll always go back to read Harry Potter. Big fan. And I started with the third book. I started the first book I read was The Prisoner of Azkaban, and then I went forwards and then backwards. Very strange. I feel like if you told that to a true Harry Potter stand, they'd be like, "You are insane." Yeah, true. I didn't know any better, but it was my favorite book. Did you so know it was the third book? Yeah. Oh. I did I did I received it as a present and I was because my mom assumed that I'd read the first two already and I hadn't but I was too impatient to read the first two because I already had the third one in my hand so I just read it and it was perfect and it was the best book and it's my favorite Mm -hmm. but um it worked out but I love reading books about World War II whether that's fictional or Mm non-fiction uh well the Holocaust is really interesting it is there's so much complexity in the way that it went down and also reading about it from the political perspective of different countries I had this one history teacher in high school who said the most profound thing and I think this is so important and I love talking about this if you are truly a history buff and you care about history you should look into taking a history class in different countries because every country That's will have so a different yeah every country will have a different way that they tell the same story learning about World War II from a Canadian perspective is relatively neutral because we were on one side but we didn't but mm-hmm. we weren't personally involved yeah. or geographically involved think about taking a, a class about world war ii in germany or just what would that sound Israel. like yeah just i can't anyway l- i love talking about world war ii and and l- learning more about world war ii so i recently read this one book by jody picolt who wrote my sister's keeper literally last night i was watching yep. that trailer and sobbing sobbing but before that i had watched the 12 years of slave trailer and also was sobbing or i was, was just, just out for some self-sabotage i was in the mood to cry yeah, yeah very fair um it'd be like that sometimes yeah. anyway so yeah this one book by jody picolt it's called the storyteller and it's about this it switched 
switches back and forth between two time periods and it's just about this girl trying to figure out whether or not she cares about her religious background and whether she herself is religious she's jewish while also dealing with someone that wants her to perform you help him with assisted suicide because he is he was involved in world war ii oh and so dark it is and it's it's so dark and so complex and there's Do you have this, it i have an ebook version of it oh send that to you i want to read it it's so good um there's definitely we can definitely talk about embarrassing boy stories oh for yeah sure. there's yeah. tons yeah you know i actually hate being asked this because tend to block out these experiences as soon as they happen which I am not like flustered by it I just forget one that I can think of right now is uh I was involved in orientation week I know where this is going yeah so um yeah you do know (laughs) I was involved in orientation week maybe two years ago at at some point in second year in second year right I was involved in orientation week in second year and I was you know I had a group of first years and I was taking them around town and helping them get situated here at our school and it was a great time good experience super tiring I was definitely sick by the end of it but a good experience um I met a lot of cool people yeah this one kid in my group really cute and we were like friends but I I just I acknowledged that he was attractive and I moved on it was fine one year later so just earlier in this school year I uh happened to be at shoppers because I wasn't feeling the best I needed some things like tampons and like wax and just girl yeah things you just need to get once in a while so wasn't a big deal picked those things up and I was about to check out and I saw this kid from my orientation week group which shouldn't have been a big deal uh he said hello I said hello we had a conversation I was holding this basket of random things and it was a rushed conversation because I kind of wanted to get out of there so I was like okay cool nice seeing you see you later glad I know that you work here now and then I left I literally skirted out of there yeah it's even like if you're at a grocery store and you're buying all really bad food like chips frozen foods I don't know like yeah. cookies you, you don't, don't want to see, see someone you don't know you don't want to see someone you know especially yeah. if it's like a guy that you think is really cute yeah and it's not I, if I see him now or just doing regular normal things yeah. I wouldn't be if I would be so infected and really chill because I don't want it going anywhere but the fact that he was mildly attractive and I was in um, a position like that was just weird so I ran out of there to check out and you know leave but there was no one there at the register so I was just waiting for someone to show up does uh, he still work there yeah turns out he was the person that was supposed to be at the register so so much for wanting to run out of there because he came up said oh it's me I'll check you out so um then he did and I felt myself getting very warm and then I ran that's so funny now I never go to shoppers midday <laughs> um that about does it we've been recording for an hour and 25 oh minutes my so goodness. it'll be really fun to edit this <laughs> uh, but thanks for listening and we will catch you guys the next time we're on the podcast yeah see you then bye, bye. This podcast is produced in collaboration with CFRC.ca in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Infrastructure support for the CFRC podcast project is provided by Queen's University's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. For more information or to get involved in podcasting, visit podcasts.cfrc.ca.